Folks, welcome to episode 78 of the Boring Lives of Interesting People podcast. I am Daniel. I am Katie Lady Lamy's cast with the K Mesmer of the 27th PhD, aka the new little K, also JD. That's right! <laughs> you get to add on to your name. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know where. I think I wrote it down somewhere in my vast amount of notes that I just have on my computer. You know, like that sticky notes thing that comes with like Windows 10? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just fill it with random shit, and I'm sure it's in there somewhere. But I don't know what it is, so so right now it's just going to be, and also JD. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when we saw each other, we decided what the title would be, or, or Dan pitched it, but I don't recall what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're probably right. I was also half asleep that day, so. Oh, yeah, I can imagine you guys had a sweet <laughs> nap under your belts and then came out for 12 hours. It's not a big deal. It's Disneyland. You kind of just like you have that Disneyland rush inside of you. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 got its own special kind of adrenaline that just. It, that's true. <laughs> it's like you're enjoying yourself, but you're like, I want, I want sleep, sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I will just take a nap on Small World, and everything will be great. I mean, I almost did. Let's be real. That's a long. Although, that's a long ride. That's a that's a nice quick nap you can get in. It's true. It went on a lot longer than I thought it was going to. But then I was like, I guess there's more cultures than this. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, oh. this has been long enough. Enough culture. Oh my god. I got a like a spam call in Chinese today. They were like, ni hao. And I was like, what? I don't <laughs> It was very interesting. Was and it I don't a, really know. Was it a human or a robot? I get those pretty regularly a, from a robot. It was a robot, but like... Uh. I don't know how I got on a Chinese call list, because nothing about me anywhere. Like, I've never taken a Chinese class. I've never lived in a Chinese neighborhood. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It was really weird. Katie Bird, I get him pretty much regularly, and it's, uh, it's a bad time. Really? On my work, weird. On my work phone, I get four calls a week, and they're always the same robot asking me about Blue Cross Blue Shield insurance, which is not what I have or what I've ever signed up for or ever had, but they have my work phone number. Wait, but in Chinese? I Yeah, it's all I know in Chinese. No, it's in English, but it's I'm just talking about <laughs> robot calls. Excuse me, I'm very special because I got one in a foreign language. <laughs> Sorry, we get them regularly. <laughs> whatever well yeah i don't know what's up with it like because like recently i've gotten like a ton of them and they're like all the like insurance not insurance social security scams and all that kind of stuff that's the kind of stuff i get i don't get those because uh i don't that's it i guess i don't because i don't okay yeah <laughs> So we touched on it a bit, but we met up in real life for the first time in a while. First time since, I believe, my wedding. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah. we, we went to Disneyland. And yeah. I, I had a grand old time. Yeah. Did you have a good time? Good, good. It was uh, very, very good. And I really needed it because I've been, well, I won't say I've been stuck in my house. Because at that point, I had only been in bar prep for like one week. But, oh, bar <laughs> prep really sucks. And it's it's the worst. So... I really, really needed it, um, and it was fun. And we got there early, early, and sorry, that's just how we function. <laughs> no, like I, you have to do it that way. Like I don't know. And then um, we put our puppy in boarding, and he had a grand old time. And we came home to Kika, and she was like, "Meh, meh." She was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I mean, she doesn't like to go to the vet, so it's her fault, right? Right. I like our uh, our cats get mad at us when we go on trips and when we come back they're pissed for like a minute but then I mean geezer's just a love ball and she'll rub on you instantly and anyone's her best friend but geezer's or uh Dennis is a little more standoffish. Sure, yeah. Uh so, as Dennis is. <laughs> that's what she does. By the way, yes. did I detect some favoritism while we were at Disneyland while you were speaking about Geezer and Dennis? Oh, there's nothing to detect. I will tell you straight up. Like Geezer's <laughs> my girl. I will be at the store and I'll look at Katie Bear and be like, I miss Geezer. She's like, she's at home. 
Like, I, I love Dennis a lot, but, like, Geezer's the one that runs up to me and greets me all the time. Aww. Although Dennis is currently in the room sitting in Katie Bear's chair doing business, as we call it, which means she's sleeping at her desk. Doing business? Yeah, she's doing business because she's sleeping in the desk chair. Alright, that's fair. Alright. So, uh, after you left, we uh, stuck around and saw Phantasmic for the first time since she and I went there maybe five years ago or four years ago or Aww. something. Yeah. And that that's never it never surprises me how wild no it always surprises me how wild a Disneyland show is. I've never seen it. So <laughs> So I mean they set they have like a bunch of boats going around and set the water on fire and there's a giant dragon and lasers and it's the most absurd thing that's just <laughs> contained in like 15 20 minutes. And then after that the current um fireworks show is just kind of like a rave and oh yeah but they project it in two other places so it's on the castle it's also on that waterfront area and it's i think on small world so you can still watch the visuals and then like direct your eyes to the fireworks to the side but yeah it just devolved into a rave and then that was the fireworks that's fascinating would recommend oh okay that's good <laughs> it's, it's a fun weird thing and we kind of saw the outline of um, uh, Star Wars Land while we were on Thunder Mountain. Yeah, uh, since that's opened, like it's been just all over my Facebook feed because I am part of a a group around the podcast, the Ride <laughs> Podcast. So like their listeners are going, and they went, and so I mean I'm just watching from afar vicariously and obsessing about just the dumbest shit. It's just a store. There's one ride, and you, everything else is stuff you buy, but I want yeah. the stuff, and I hate it. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool. I, I think I'll go after they open the second ride, um, but the ride that they have open right now looks, like, legit. Like, <laughs> I want to go, and like, with four other people, you two included, so I guess two other people, and um, then we could, like, do a six-person adventure. I don't know why they made it six people. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know either. I hear it's kind of like a a glorified video game sort of mm -hmm. situation, but whatever, seems cool. Yeah, like, I, the person I was watching, because, like, um, Dan looked at a couple videos that, like, went through what was going on over there, um, and it was, like, basically they put you in a, a capsule kind of, like, um, Star Tours, but you have, like, a mission to fly the fastest small class freighter in the galaxy blah 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 and like you have to fix the freighter because it keeps breaking down while you're um in flight so that hunk of junk that hunk of junk and like each person has their own like special thing that they're supposed to be doing so but, i think it's really cool but they decided to make it like pacific rim and give everybody or split every job into two people um probably yeah have you not seen pacific rim i don't remember but I'm uh, going to say no. <laughs> the premise is essentially you're in a big mech, but it takes two people to drive it for some reason. And that's then they fight monsters, and that's kind of the movie. But, yeah. Anyway, reference. Okay. <laughs> I didn't finish it. I got bored, but... Uh, that's fair. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of mech stuff, but... I like robots, what? but I don't really care if somebody, somebody's in a robot. Right, exactly. Like, the robot should be autonomous, and it could be a friend. <laughs> We don't inhabit our friends. That's why I like K2SO so much. He's no one's friend. It's true. It's very true. Well, that's not true. It's <laughs> so completely rescinding. Uh, he's... What's his name? Cass? Cassian? Is that his name? Cassian? Yeah, yeah, Cassian's friend. Yeah. So... Take that. <sighs> Just... Friendship? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see. Speaking of big things fighting each other, do you see Godzilla? No, I haven't. I'm I'm probably not going to get around to it for a while, if at all. That's fair. I mean, it's, it's definitely a Godzilla movie. Yeah. And it's like every other line is a line from one of the other movies, which I understand. Like, the whole thing is just nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia. But it's, it's pretty cool. There's some pretty cool shots in it. Um... So if you like the big like cinematic experience of monster bashing movies, I do recommend. Um, however, if you're looking for like a really 
deep storyline. You're not really going to find it, except there is some... I wouldn't say... Actually, no, I would say there's monster-on-monster action because that is an explicit part of the film. Yeah, I would hope. (laughs) No, no, like, sexually. Oh. Um, And then there's a really sad part, and then there's another really sad part, and then there's a lot of radiation. So that's good. I feel like you just described the the general story pyramid that you use in your (laughs) (laughs) sad part, sad part, radiation, then it's the, the... the conclusion it's true um something about the movie that kind of has bothered me but not enough to look this up it, it, is isn't godzilla historically female or is that just that one american one that came out like 20 years ago that's what i fucking thought but like on so they have like you know those little like radar things that monitor godzilla and it said that godzilla was a male and then because there's like uh speech about uh, like flings between the monsters. <laughs> what the hell? I know, it's weird. Uh, like, Godzilla and Mothra are a thing, and Mothra is a female. So, like, they're either afraid to allow them to have a nice little lesbian relationship, a lesbian interspecies relationship, or I don't know, man. Cause, I mean, like, it's called King of the Monsters, so that's the... Yeah, there's that, too. Mm. They constantly call it the king, so... I guess they, they don't want... Because uh, I think this is all gearing up for another King Kong versus Godzilla it is. movie. And they, they... End, they end it on the like the credit sequence. They're like, King Kong, King Kong, King Kong, King Kong. So, so dumb. I guess, <laughs> well, I guess they don't want a male King Kong to fight... To, like, punch a female, a, a female lizard. I, 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 I get it, but also, like, if it's not canon but what the fuck's canon anymore um i don't even know if godzilla is canonically a female i thought it was but i don't know okay let's look it up yeah well you tell me what you've been doing with your life well you said you went to hamilton (laughs) i I did go to hamilton actually uh the day after we got back from our disney outing we went to san francisco and we saw hamilton and i became just kind of into the the cast recording because I thought it was fun, but then like seeing it live, just put it on a whole nother thing. And it's, it's unfortunate how hyped it is, but it's kind of worth every second of the hype. Everything you hear really? about it. Yeah. Cause uh, like all of the songs that I've heard, I just like, I'm like, okay, I get it. I understand. Cause like, I don't, something about having a musical that's all rap to me is just like, they're just saying it, but in a cadence, which is obviously what it is. But like, I don't know. It doesn't make it special to me like it does for most people. Well, like, it, people find different ways that I feel like it's special for them. Like, sure, like, I don't really care about rap, but when it's this dense reference, like, it's referential to every era of hip hop, and the music al- alone tells a story of the evolution of, like, Aww. R&B and stuff like that as well like if you've heard the King song the King song is this old like jazzy number where he's coming back saying what did I miss and the fact that his music hasn't progressed to what's going on in America itself is a reference to kind of how behind in the times he was oh that's actually super cool okay it's that's super <laughs> it's so dense like and just seeing it like in person you kind of then get to see what's going on in the cast recording that might be missed because I mean, a character dies off track on the cast recording, and he dies in the show. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why he never showed up again. And it's a spectacle in every way, and it's, it's it was a lot of fun. But uh, touching on nostalgia, coming back to like seeing movies, I saw and adored Detective Pikachu. Yes, me uh, too. I, I didn't adore it, but I liked it. <laughs> I, I had my beef with the story, but like I couldn't stop well, yeah. <laughs> smiling and just being in that world and seeing it. And I, I want a theme park of that, or I want to transport there and never come back. Cause I just... I'm sure they're working on it, dude. Because <laughs> you saw their um, their conference, right? Where they have Pokemon Sleep. No, it is. Oh yeah, that's a thing where you put on like some app and it goes in your brain while you sleep. Yeah, I I don't know what what it does, but it's like. The tagline on it was, look forward to waking up. Oh, <laughs> uh, So, like, does it start with Jigglypuff every time, and then you go to sleep, and then you wake up, and it's, uh, I don't know, you're woken up to a potion or something? Not a potion. I guess it would just be an awake. Uh, 
I don't know. I think it's like it, it it's one of those things that tracks your sleeping pattern. So maybe it's like a, a wrist wristlet and then if you like sleep really soundly, then your Pokemon like you more or some shit. I don't know. But I don't see how you can like I think that would just cause anxiety in me and then I'd sleep even less because then I'd be like letting down my Pokemon every time I go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, what was your beef with the the actual movie? You said you didn't adore it. Just the story, honestly. And the acting was kind of bad, but that's, I mean, I don't really care about that that much. But because it was combined with the horrible, like, the the fucking plot didn't even start until, like, three quarters of the way in. And then, like, it was just bad. It's like they knew it was bad. They just wanted to make a Pokemon movie, which is fine. But, like, they could have literally done anything. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, I was watching it kind of like, this is like parts of this TV show mixed with that one movie from like 1999 where Mewtwo's there. Yeah. But then like there's holes in it that kind of get filled in, but then not really. Like initially, spoilers for Detective Pikachu, when (laughs) Pikachu's flying around and like in the fighting pit and is not being affected by the smoke. It's like, why isn't he being affected by it? That's really stupid. But then it's revealed why sort of. In well, that. he's already yeah, he's already a dude, but like also he can just hold his breath. Yeah, like because, I don't he's know. aware to hold his breath, I guess. But yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I thought it was fun. The ending was kind of lackluster, but getting there was cool. I think it's stranger doing a sequel. It really felt like a standalone. But uh, wait, they're doing a sequel? I, of course, they're doing a sequel. <laughs> it, it was really successful. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> was it? I it, thought it bonds. I I don't think so, but I mean it was God. kind of against. Uh, Endgame ish. Oh, that's fair. Um, Godzilla has always been male, apparently, but it laid eggs, and so I think that's why people thought it was a female. Oh, so it's just like uh, pulled a seahorse. Yeah. Nice. Um, sequel. I have heard nothing about this. I think it was like a blurb on the Wikipedia page. It's in development at Legendary. Hey, there you go. As of May 17th. Which, Thanks, Jet. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that. I, I Was that a sneeze? That was Jet coughing, but like hacking. He went, <laughs> <laughs> Poor pupper. Get it out. Yeah. Well, you know what? You're well, going to have to have a talk with him because I have nothing to do with that. All right. Well, you're being replaced by Jet. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry for you. He will just bark endlessly. Um, yeah. So what else did you do? You had like a really busy week. <laughs> yeah, I had a, a really busy week. I totally did. Um, so Sunday, I had my first live podcast of yeah. Far Beyond Metal, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, I, it was part of the Sacramento Podcast Festival. And if my release schedule goes as planned it'll be out thursday well this will be out wednesday anyway uh but i interviewed pat martin from a local radio station 98 rock who's been in the game for like 30 years and i used to work with him and then i had the band the peace killers come out and play and we were definitely like known around the festival because i was the show with the band that's so cool oh my god uh and like the shows we went to, like, it's the first year of this thing. It's a small theater. We're, like, super populated. We went to one where I think literally Katie was the only person who paid to get in. And everyone else there was, like, supportive of other podcasters and stuff. And I wanted to being a decent crowd for it. But it was for the show called uh, um, Must Love Digimon. And it's just, like, a Digimon recap show, sort of. They go episode by episode, but then they don't really talk about, like they don't fully recap the episode. They expect you to have seen it and know what they're talking about. And I mean, honestly, that's fair. I don't know why you would listen to that if you really wanted a recap. I haven't seen the episode in 15 years, but I, I was along for the ride because I wanted to see what it was about. Right. And then we saw another one called... Um, what was the other one? Oh, Greg, Dregs of Craig's. And <laughs> these three guys go on Craigslist and they find the craziest um, like posts they can find in like uh, misconnections or just like the, there's a whole section of just rants and raves mm-hmm. and they just read them off and then discuss what they think's going on in them and, t- and like riff on them for a while. And those were both like really cool. And then, yeah, my day, like 
we were the show with the band. So like I roll in, we start loading in an hour before a show, way before everyone had to, because everyone else has got to show up and grab a microphone. So we load in, set up the band. I, they're on a tiny stage. I felt terrible having on such a tiny stage, but we made it work. And then I interviewed Pat on the floor in front of the stage. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they, they wrapped up playing a few songs. It was like a really, really fun thing. That's super cool, dude. And uh, I'm going to try and get into some other stuff doing this now, but like kind of uh, exploring my options. So, <laughs> yeah, man, that's congrats, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if you're around next year, we should try and do one of these, but eh, it's yes. fun. They have nicer mics than I have. Yeah. <laughs> and being returning, I might have a shoe in to get Blipcast on there. So, that, I mean, that was really cool. Uh, <laughs> yes. I, I'm just imagining your pitch. Just like, uh, yeah, so I have this friend and we just kind of like talk about random shit. Uh, we don't really ever talk to each other. So it's just kind of like how it's, we're friends now. Yeah, and... it's, it's two friends catching up. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, you were here last year and you brought the thunder. So I guess. You're in. Yay. Love that. Well, actually, like, the people there that run it know a bunch of people. Like, I think they know Dan. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. Like, I posted a picture of the outside and Dan commented on it. Like, oh, my stab people. Because it's at the stab theater. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stab. That's right. He told me about that. And I completely, obviously forgot. Um, yeah. They're really cool. We first saw... I can't even remember his name now, but one of the main stab people... Um, he had he was opening for I want to say Ngaio Bilam seems possible uh, I think we went to his um, uh, New Year's Eve show it's either him or Greg Benson but I think it, not Greg Benson that is not the right person date mm, I'm just going to stop right there because you... I can't okay <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, so we went to a comedy show and he was opening and he had like this little like cat piano and, um, maybe it wasn't a cat piano. I think it was, you have one of them. It was one of the uh, pianos that you blow into. Oh, melodica. Yeah, melodica. And like he had his set around that and then shortly thereafter he completely abandoned it because he didn't want to, um, have his comedy revolve around an instrument, but he's a cool dude. Cool. I like him a lot. Yeah, I, I talked to both the folks that were running it and then, like, other people that were helping. Everyone was super cool. Uh, one of the people who was working, like, the door was the person that trained me when I started doing quiz, like, uh, oh. <laughs> trivia stuff. And it was, like, a weird small world thing. That's awesome. I like that. But yeah, uh, they are already talking about doing the next one. And I was like, if you guys have me, I'll try and get a band that's just, like, I don't know, a keyboard or something. But that's not very metal. So maybe I'll, <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll just get, like, a, a death metal band with fire yeah do that yeah <laughs> seems safe <laughs> uh what else have you been up to uh i graduated how was that it was awful because <laughs> we had to get up like really early they told us to be there at 8 a.m or like before 8 and the ceremony didn't start at 9 so i thought they were gonna like walk us through it or like something and no we just stood outside for a whole fucking hour while we waited for other people who were smart enough not to actually follow directions to get there and then we went through and then we sat for like four hours listening to people give us inapplicable um, speeches. And uh, yeah, it was the most boring thing that I've ever done. It might, but I'll, I'll, I, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know what that noise was. I can't remember what graduation was like at Sac State. Which might mean that that one was more boring, but um, it was at least as equally boring as the Sac State graduation. I didn't even go to mine. Yeah, you were smart not to do that. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like the photos could have been cool, but I just, I don't know. The, the photos to... they took are stupid because, like, you're trying to like go through the little assembly line that they have you go on to like get everybody graduated. Sorry, that was a motorcycle. I was gonna say, did a rocket <laughs> just fly through your room? No. <laughs> um, but like, they so they take two pictures because they know that you're gonna be a fucking idiot. And both of mine were really bad. And so I'm happy that I made Dan take pictures of me Why early being, on. It sounds like you're being a fucking idiot. Why was that? Oh, it's just because like I don't know 
I get nervous really easily. And like, so I was walking across stage. I walked on the wrong side of my Dean and he was like, no, you go in front of me. And like, (laughs) I don't know. He was just being a dick. Um, And then I hugged one of my professors who was there. uh, And then I walked down the steps and there were two camera people and I didn't smile in one, which is an okay picture. And then I smiled in the other one and I like really, really dumb. So that's really the issue is I smiled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And then after that, we spent the weekend with my mom and her husband and grandma. They all came down. They all drove down from um, Sacramento. So that was a long drive for them. And I appreciate them. But yeah, we had, what did we eat? We went to Rustic Root, which is like this really cool um, bar. It's usually a bar, uh, but we went to the restaurant. So they have like a ground floor restaurant and then a top floor bar. And a lot of people go to the top floor bar to get really, really drunk. Like it's notorious for that. Nice. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I brought them there and um, we all had drinks and I got this thing called a Frosé Rosé. Oh, Katie loves it, those. Oh my god, it was delicious. And it came in like this uh, this diamond-shaped glass. This all checks and... out. <laughs> so it had vodka and rosé champagne. Or whatever, just rosé, whatever. And then I think it had some other alcohol in it. Um, and it was a slushie, obviously. And it had rose gold on the bottom of the diamond. <laughs> so it's just like, if you could be any more white girl, <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> I, um, I, I feel like if Katie Bear was listening to this, she'd be like, ooh, I want to go to there. You're checking off all the boxes. Rose, oh, white absolutely. gold. Or, uh, I think yeah. you guys would really enjoy it. It's really expensive. The drinks aren't. They're normal price. But like the food is it's very expensive, but it's very, very good. It's not like $50 a plate expensive, but it's like, it's like 30, 40, um, right. which is slightly higher than normal here for San Diego. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would recommend. And then we walked around. There was a festival going on that day, and then like, and there was a graduation, and then there was prom, and so like, the whole downtown area was just like a mess. Um, but yeah, it was like really nice to just sit by the the water and talk with family and catch up and yeah. It was good. And then the next day we went to sushi at our favorite sushi place, which is like right around the corner from the, um, uh, (laughs) (laughs) from the rustic route. Uh, So shout out to them. Anyway, sorry. Speaking of prom, you mentioned, just, you said the word prom and it made me, it reminded me that photo that Dan and I took that uh, listeners can find over on Instagram at Ovacord. Yes. It, It is Dan, uh, Danitage of Twitch fame, and I standing in front of the castle, and he's holding me from behind, and the caption just reads prom. Uh, I've been asked about that photo a handful <laughs> so of times. <laughs> so I went to my local record store, and they thought I photoshopped that and posted that for some reason. <laughs> and I don't know why I would do that, but... I was like, nope, I just, like, so did you just walk up to that guy? I'm like, no, that guy's my friend. I know him. <laughs> Your height differential is too much. <laughs> I cannot conceive. I, I think also, like, what I'm doing with my hands, which I didn't know what to do with my hands, makes it look no, like... <laughs> I told you to do that with your hands, which is the best part. <laughs> and Katie Bear was like, what the fuck were you doing with your hands? <laughs> so, I mean, I didn't post that sort of prom photo. I don't didn't know what to do. But, yeah, so that photo has been uh, a conversation piece in my life, and I love it. <laughs> Dan got flack for it. Oh, no. I'll tell you about it off, off, um, off wow, recording, but, yeah. I, I think I know of at least one source of it. He, he sent me a screenshot. Oh, but, yeah. All right. That would be it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked him if I should take it down. He said no. So Yeah, no, it's, it's it ridiculous. But, yeah. It's like the best photo, I think. <laughs> it's one of like three photos I took total. Like I realized after we left, I'm like, "Fuck." Katie's like, "What?" I, I, like, I, took, a, I took a picture with Dan. I didn't take a picture with Katie. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it kind of reminds me of like a photo that you would see in like ten years on like awkward family photos. Love it. Perfect. Yeah. So, 
I hope it, someone takes it out of context and it lives in infamy forever. I agree. As just like a weird BuzzFeed list thing. (laughs) Like you guys are the spokespeople for Disneyland now? Sure. I love that so much. Okay. Well, good. (laughs) I'm glad we got that settled out. (laughs) We'll make some calls and make it happen. Hell yeah. Then you guys get like free admission to Disneyland. (laughs) It's true. Uh, And then you guys could move down here. (laughs) That'd be cool. We, we've actually talked about how much we enjoy going to Disneyland and doing the whole pass thing, but I feel like we would have to move to justify it. Yeah, you'd have to move. Having I said mean, that, we are talking about going again this year, but we'll see what happens. I think I think I calculated it when we were moving down here because I, for some stupid-ass reason, thought we would have enough money to go every day. Um, I think <laughs> you only have to go five times a year to make it worth it. So, like, theoretically, you could, but if it's a really long drive and you guys drive every time you come down so it's funny because we um two weeks before we were down in burbank which is still a, maybe an hour or so depending mm-hmm. on traffic but uh yeah we were just in the very general area right before that and we were talking about potentially flying because it just being over the drive and then katie Bird is going back uh for a family thing at the end of june so we can't be kept away and we're bad at this Maybe it's I mean, it might be worth it if you can look at the rest of your year <laughs> and be like, oh, we're going to go five times anyway. We may as well. Because then you guys get discounts on like shit you buy. And like, I don't know. For me, it would be totally worth it. If I had the time and I wasn't stuck doing stupid law stuff, then I would absolutely do it. How long is Not your, that like, I'm a spokesperson. How long is your like prep and stuff for the bar and all that? Like so... and, and once and once you take it and once you pass, uh, yeah. <laughs> then what? Uh, okay, so basically, I started on May twentieth, and I go every single day except for July fourth and whatever Memorial Day was or whatever holiday that was. That was that the, you came down here. That was the Monday after we went. Yeah, um, so I technically had that day off, and I had. July 4th. I have July 4th off. Every other day I'm studying until July 30th and 31st is when the exam is. Um, and it's supposed to be eight to nine hours a day. Currently, I'm just going by what they direct me to um, accomplish. And that sometimes is two hours and sometimes it's like 11. So I should probably fix that and actually do my own schedule. But I'm so lazy and it really, really sucks. Like it is the most boring thing I've ever done. It's fine if I'm like listening to somebody. And so they have like these little pages where you fill out... um, blanks i guess so like they they basically read it and then like you to pay make sure you're paying attention (laughs) to hold yourself accountable i guess you could just like fill in the blanks right um and so i just do that while i listen to people and i can usually like triple task while i do that but when i'm actually like doing practice essays and um doing practice multiple choice i number one suck at it but also number two uh i have to like devote the entire time that actually try (laughs) uh so that ends up taking a really long time and like today they have me doing three practice essays and um 60 multiple choice questions um the bar itself is composed of two days one day i think the first day in california it's six essays or five essays and one practice test or what does pt stand for i don't know practice test yeah (laughs) i decided Uh, so the the PT is this thing where you're like given an assignment and all the applicable law and you're just supposed to be able to draft whatever it is they ask of you. So it's basically like going into a law firm um, and them giving you an assignment and you being able to do it in an hour and a half. Um, it tests whether or not you are able to synthesize law and whether or not you can devote your time to the right things and all that kind of stuff. The rest of it is like, do you know the law? So the five other essays are randomly chosen from amongst 12 different subjects that you're supposed to have down, like, awesomely. (laughs) I don't know how else to say that. Uh, And it'll ask you something specific about that subset of law. And you basically just have to, like, answer the question, I guess. But it's like an hour isn't enough time to get to everything. 
basically, and you're supposed to allot your own time. So they give you three hours in the morning and then three and a half hours in the afternoon, I think. Yes. And, um, yeah, so, like, you just have to designate your own time. Um, and then the second day is, I think it's 200 multiple choice questions because they give you approximately two minutes per... Ooh, I should really know this. This is a problem. Because they've said it like <laughs> 7,000 times. Um, it is... Yeah, it's 200 multiple choice questions. So in the in the morning, there's three hours of multiple choice. And then in the evening, there's 300... Um, three hours of 100 multiple choice. And then you get like an hour lunch break. But yeah. So yeah, you have to know 12 subjects by heart. Be able to answer really involved multiple choice questions about them and then be able to write essays, hour long essays. Now, it's for, the worst. Forgive my <laughs> ignorance with this sort of thing. Don't most yeah. people specialize in a certain subsect of law? Like why do yeah. you have to be known about all the 12? Why can't you just be like, uh, I'm copyright entertainment stuff. So theoretically, like if a judge appoints you to something, you like have to take it. So like if you, if for some reason there's no other applicable attorney or every other attorney is um, busy, then a judge can like contact you and be like, this guy needs a lawyer and you do to represent him. I know it's like not your specialty, but I need you. You're supposed to do that. And so I think, I think this is why it tests you on everything. Um, but I mean, there's also a lot of people that are fighting the whole bar procedure because it is kind of dumb like if you're only going to do one thing it doesn't make sense that you need to know all this other stuff sufficient just to pass a test because it is just you're only studying to pass a test you're not studying to know it um so i don't know it's it's kind of dumb but it's what we have to do because it's how the legal world keeps people out of being an attorney and you're not like getting paid to do this, are you? No, some yeah. people do. Um, so if you have like a job lined up, like I know there were a couple people in um, my in-house counseling class who were working at like a patent firm before they went to law school, and their their firm was like, "Hey, you'd make a really good lawyer. We're gonna pay for you to go to law school," um, and so like they can pay for your bar review and they can pay for like all that kind of stuff and they like, give you a stipend and whatever that's a great life most people don't have that yeah and this kind of seems like a full-time gig oh it's yeah it's awful like i thought i would be able to have like time to do like a side job or something like i was trying to set myself up to start doing like voice acting or something but i cannot imagine having anything else to do damn yeah and so, like, we're really short on money and, like, we're, like, scrounging. And it's, it's like, the most stressful time of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's, you know what? I got into this. I did not understand what I was getting into. <laughs> I also thought it'd be, like, the easiest fucking thing in the world. But every time I'm proven wrong, so. <laughs> yeah, but then you're going to be a big shot lawyer. Yeah, that requires that I get a job at a big shot firm. I can't just be a big shot lawyer. <laughs> I believe you. I believe you can. Just walk in, just start shouting out very like official-sounding words, and then throw out some business cards, and people are like, mm, she had a point. <laughs> Clearly, I don't she know how. She had a point. It's not about, like, oh, she sounds very professional. <laughs> she had a point. No, you made a point professionally, is what I'm saying. Oh. You wouldn't have a point if you walked in and were mumbling like me, like, ah, you need objections! Ah! And then escape you like, need two objections yeah that's why i'm not the lawyer <laughs> fair all right this is why you have to defend me when i get into trouble i mean so you realize that i'm not going to be a criminal lawyer right yeah but this is why you're training in all the fields that way when i need you ah, you're gonna be like oh okay i gotta help you got now. it you're gonna go to the judge and be like can you appoint this person <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna slide the card across the, the <laughs> i'm gonna say desk and be like she makes good points and you'd be like mm. I'm making a call. <laughs> Hi, this is Judge. I need the po <laughs> I need the I need the pointy one. Oh my god. Sounds good. It's a plan. Uh to change gears completely. 
Have yes. you ever seen the musical Cats? I have not, but it came to San Diego recently. Cats Did you go see is it? Is bullshit. All right, that's fair. There's no Why? story. All the songs are bad. It's just a goddamn mess, and everyone comes out in the crowd and touches you. But you know. it, yeah, like the characters come out and dress as cats, and they like get all in your face, and they like rub on your arm, and they try to make cat people sexy, and it's just strange furries. And it's still regarded as, like, a classic, but I don't understand why. <laughs> I mean, how is the... And I know you said that the songs aren't, like, coherent. There's no story, but, like, does it... Is it physically demanding? There are some... You know, people are dancing, and there's, like, a lot of physical demand into it. But if somebody told me that it wasn't choreographed at all, I'd believe it. <laughs> Like, if the one rule was just don't kick each other, that feels like it would be it. Oh, okay. Except for, like, the person who, like... So the whole thing is, like, a two and a half hour show where it's just introducing characters. And this quote-unquote story (laughs) is a master cat is going to select a cat that's going to be resurrected or taken into space or something. That part's still unclear to me. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) And so it's just two and a half hours of cats introducing themselves with songs. And, like the cat who's singing the song about themselves has something they're clearly doing. All the cats around them kind of seem like they're just trying to stay out of the way, but seem like a cat at the same time. You understand this is exactly what cats are about, right? And maybe this is, like, the the, uh, brilliance behind it? Yeah, I I wonder if it's so stupid that it's brilliant. I'm just, like, and I'm dumb for not getting it, but, like... I I mean, I I would say you're dumb. I would say that I think... I'm stupid? no, I think okay. it had because it was like made in the seventies, right? Yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> it sounds like so. It like too. I, I think it's like it has one of those stories. Like remember when we watched um, that horrible cartoon that featured a cat, uh, and he like went on a drug thing, and like there was some oh, racist stuff with crows, and like we watched Felix the Cat. <laughs> Is it Felix? Yeah. I think I don't think it's Felix the cat because that's a different thing. Yeah, what the fuck's but, that? Ta- uh, Fritz, Fritz the cat. Yeah, yeah, I think that is Fritz. Um, so like, I mean, that it kind of followed the same sort of like there wasn't really a story. It was just about this guy's life, like being shit, and like, so I think, in that same vein, I think it's just like a non-conventional story by modern standards. Not that I have any way to defend it because I've never seen it, but I also don't want to just, like, shit on something. <laughs> <laughs> well, go see it, then we'll shit on it together. Uh, <laughs> I would say there's one cool performance because the guy has a light-up jacket, and then there's, like, one undeniably great song. Okay. But other than that, it's it's a big old mess. I mean, that's fair. I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess... Someday I'll go see it and then we can talk about it. Because I probably shouldn't defend it without <laughs> watching it. Put it in the notes now. I hear you typing. I'm looking it up to see how much tickets are because I don't know. It's an experience. Like, uh, we have only heard that it's kind of a mess and sort of thrown together. Like, But something about it made me curious enough to go see it. And then we saw it and I was like, oh my god, what the hell? Mm, they're not coming back to California for a very long... Like, there's... This is until June of 2020, and they're not coming back to California. Ooh. All right, then. Mm, well. So I have one other story from today, actually. Okay. So I woke up this morning, and I woke up at 5.15, which is way earlier than my alarm. Just had a headache, and I just like couldn't get back to sleep. So I got up, made breakfast, kind of started my normal routine, did some writing, and was just, like, tired and bummed to be awake. And right before I left for work, I get a text on my phone from work's, like, emergency system. And the text says, bear sighting on campus. Oh, my God. And it says where it was on campus. And it's like, stay out of the area. And I went, oh, today's going to be great. And There aren't any bears in your area. That's what makes it so great. <laughs> so a a the the parks and you no know, fishing game people that came and uh, like sedated it said that it's likely that it was uh, a male cub that was just kind of like kicked out by the mother because that's just what happens at some point I guess. 
so it was like foraging and just wound up over here for some weird reason and was basically like on like in town just looking for whatever exploring being bear doing bear stuff (laughs) and uh it was running around and went up a tree and they got it with a dart and just kept saying like hey so it's over here don't go over there yeah there was a bear on campus and i just like rode to work on my bike hoping i went by it and i didn't but uh they eventually did release it back out into the wild in a place that was like appropriately uh, <laughs> bear-like. Bear, yeah, it was gonna like be its habitat, but like unsure if that's actually where it came from. But yeah, so we had a bear on campus today, and uh, I wanted to adopt it, and we were gonna name it uh, Big Cat, and it was gonna live with us. But the fishing game people said otherwise. So, Big Cat. Uh, that's a reference to the. There's some layers to that, so. <laughs> At the Folsom Zoo, they have just like a zoo of animals that are rescued from other places. And they have this bear cage where they have these two big black bears. And at some point, a small, just black, regular cat got in the pen. And the bears don't eat it. They just live happily with the cat. The cat eats with them and just hangs around them. And they name the cat Little Bear. So we are going to bring a bear into our home with our two cats and name it Big Cat in honor of Little Bear. That is very cute, but also that cat stole its name from you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't say the destroyer, but... <laughs> if, if it's some... hanging out with bears, though. It's got to be a destroyer. It's, it's, it's living my life's goal, but... <laughs> you know, maybe maybe I'm no longer Little Bear the Destroyer. Maybe that cat has earned the title. Sad day. Yeah, well, had a good run. <laughs> Gotta pick a new nickname, I guess. What would you like your nickname to be? You can't do that with a nickname. Although I did kind of pick Little Bear the Destroyer. Yeah, dude, you can totally pick your nickname. Well, I'll sleep on it. It's just whether or not you have friends that are good enough to actually, like, care about your wishes. Well, I have, like, people who call me very passively Cordovatron because I have two nameplates that say it. So there you go. I guess that'll do it. Beep boop. <laughs> oh. That is all I have, honestly. I have not been doing anything else. That's fine. Uh, have you a case to teach us about or a fact or something? I forget which one we try to end with. <laughs> I don't <laughs> learn cases anymore. <laughs> oh, you don't have? Well, you're supposed to know all the cases. That's what I've learned. No, not for the bar. That's for, like, classes. And I honestly can't remember any of my classes, even though I went out on a pretty good note this last semester. So that's good. Trying to think of something to teach you. I've been learning property. Uh, is there something about property rights that you would like to know? <laughs> uh, why? No, no. no. <laughs> Sorry, no. <laughs> um, What's something that surprised you about property? Honestly, fucking mortgages. I get every mortgage question wrong. I still don't understand how mortgages work, but like, so... Okay, here's something that I did not know. The mortgage, the mortgagor is the person who's like buying the house, and the mortgagee is like the bank. So, sorry, that still doesn't make any sense. The person who uh, has, hmm, I hate, I hate mortgages because they're so stupid and complicated to explain. The person who holds the paper of the mortgage is the bank, right? And so, like, they take your interest in the land but you can still like chill on the land until you've paid back the bank for the thing that you actually own mortgages are so fucking stupid i hate them so much yeah i've always kind of been confused about that whole thing but i also don't have like six hundred thousand dollars just sitting around but the bank does so i guess that's how it works well right um but yeah, so like they can foreclose on it and then like the entire thing becomes due as if you had the money to pay for it. That makes any sense, right? Yeah, no. Nope. <laughs> I don't like that. That's probably why I'm a lifelong renter, but the world's ending in 30 years anyway, so. True. Yeah. Sad note. Yep. Uh, on a positive note, I have a, a good recommendation that'll surprise nobody. <laughs> okay. So. This has been out for a little while, but it's also been a little while since we've recorded, but I'm recommending 
to No Shock to anybody, the new Devin Townsend album called Empath. It is yeah. a like full CD's worth of just prog metal madness that has one of the best one-two punches I've ever heard on an album. There's a song called Hear Me that's this like chaotic metal thing that Chad Kroger from Nickelback is actually on. <laughs> they became friends during the recording of this and he had him on to do like background vocals and you cannot hear him in it, which is fine, but he's apparently <laughs> in the album. And then the very next song is one of the most impressive vocal performances I've ever heard from any artist. And it's just, it's a song called why. And he's just like, Devin's got a very solid operatic voice and he just belts in this song. And it's a weird going from, the heaviest thing on the album to the most beautiful thing on the album but it's it's a uh, it's a whole album of that so empath. that's what i like to hear empath, empath. by david townsend yes so i'm seeing him thursday he's doing an acoustic tour right now and it's going to be very different from... how many times have you seen him Ooh, let's go to the list <laughs> i keep a list on my phone called i see i go see bands a lot and it has a list of every band i've seen three times or more he is currently at the second place, and I've seen him 11 times. This will be number 12. Damn. Number one is still between the buried and me, who I've seen 13 times. Watch out, BT Bam. Coming. <laughs> Devin Townsend's coming for you. Well, it was it was actually clutch for a really long time, and then I just haven't seen them in like five years, and everybody else just kept touring because like, so my top five are between the buried and me, Devin Townsend, Mastodon, Clutch, and Beck. And I'm seeing three of those bands again this year. So hmm. things are moving and a shaking in my world. Hell yeah. Alrighty, well, I guess that'll do it for the show. If you would like to speak with us, you may do so by emailing blipcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at blipcast, facebook.com slash blipcast. I think that's all the plugs. I am at Ovacord. <laughs> She's at Lady Laumies. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey, say some words. I'm saying a lot of words. I have peanut butter and apples, and it's delicious. And we went to Trader Joe's today, and like they're Trader awesome. Oh. I like Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's is really good. They're much cheaper than Albertsons. They're cheaper than most things. I kind of don't know how they do it. Yeah, I don't know either. But whatever. It's good for us, I guess. Yeah. So are you good? I'm Doing slight adjustments, and I'm good if you're good to say the things. Yes. Um, I. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I, of course, have to look up the episode number. What's up? Uh, I just have peanut butter on my knuckles. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I can't eat, apparently. I'm sure I also have it on my nose. I don't how, know what's going did, on right now. How did you get peanut butter on your knuckles? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, this is quality bonus content that is going <laughs> to be the source of the episode's name because I'm already typing peanut butter knuckles into my phone. That's good. It's a good name. All right. <clears throat> 78. 78. Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 78 of the... Nope, I almost said 4 PM Middle Podcast. That's not what this is. Cutting this now. What? I almost said the other podcast. Oh. Uh, sorry, I'm recording the intro for that after this. So I mean, that's honestly fair because we never record this. So. <laughs>